I'm in such a rush, I forgot my water. Hold on, I'll be right back. Unbuckled Comics. If you're new, welcome. There's a liability form on the back table next to the undeveloped film. Um, I don't recommend developing them. There might be some embarrassing photos of you from last year's Christmas party. If you're returning, thank you for your continued support. I am Unbuckled Cape, the host of this little comic book podcast show I got going here. And today, the first episode of the new year, we have Click Click Boom, a uh, Image Studio produced comic series about a mute assassin who uses Polaroids to communicate. All interesting stuff, and speaking of things that are interesting, um, we have to gather some intel before we head out on patrol. I have social medias. I have Facebook, Instagram, and X? Twitter? I guess X. Um, (laughs) All by the same name, Unbuckled Comics. Uh, You can keep up with episodes coming up there. I do some cover rankings. I post our um, Capes Detectives from the week before, which is a game we play over on Discord. Um, How do you get onto that Discord? Well, I have a Patreon. The Patreon is two bucks a month. For those two bucks a month, you get on Discord, as well as two extra episodes a month, our solicitation episode, which is taking place uh, Thursday this week. I will be going over the new number one issues from the major publishers in the comic industry. And then two weeks from then, I will be doing an unbuckled and unscripted episode. And this month, I'm going to give you my review of the Joker, the one with Joaquin Phoenix. And what I'm going to do is, uh, before I watch it, I'm going to sit down, record my thoughts and why I haven't seen it yet and what I'm expecting going into it. And then I will do a um, review of it afterwards and we'll see how it lines up. See if I was right or wrong about the film. Um, I'm kind of excited to do that and um, looking to do that uh, more often as well. Um, Also, you get to vote in any kind of episode polls. Um, I know I just ran one here for, I believe it was February, and the uh, Daredevil, the Man of Fear, won that. That was our second poll that we've won, so... um, I think that's actually the next book I have on the queue for me to read is Daredevil, Man Without Fear. I think I said Man With Fear the first time. There's a reason I'm kind of rushing this. Um, And in all honesty, if you listen to my intros, I I think I trip up a lot more when I'm not rushing like this. We'll get to that in a second. But first, we have to do the other thing that is a Patreon exclusive for our voters. And that is the Unbuckled Tournament Masters of Fear. week is round two match four we have psycho man with his control box your emotions are his to tamper with and to study going up against mr fear it's marvel's version of the scarecrow uh big difference is he doesn't use a fear gun or gas anymore he can cripple you with just a single thought and i try to refrain from commenting because it's going to end up being in february i believe i'm actually grabbing my notes right now um 
Oh, no, it's January. The uh, last episode of January, I will be going over how I would vote and letting you guys know how wrong or right I think you were with your voting. Um, I've been very, very good, I believe, at not tilting my hand here, but I'm going to with this one. I'm I'm shocked with this one. 100% of the votes voted on Psycho Man. Uh, spoiler alert coming for that end of January episode. Uh, you guys are wrong. 100%? I would get if he got like one or two, but you guys, 100%? Really? Really? Are you sure about that? <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I disagree. Really, 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 really disagree. Um, but... That is your choice, not mine. And oh, wait, yeah, yeah, you guys, you 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 voted for Psycho Man, right? I did I have that? I gotta look now because when I posted this, I actually had the names backwards, and uh, Captain Alcatraz uh, messaged me and was like, "Hey man, you know, I'm pretty sure you got them backwards." So now I'm all confused. You guys voted 100% for Psycho Man, who is the man with the control box, and you left out Mister Fear which is Marvel's version of Scarecrow. But yet somehow you have voted Scarecrow into the semifinals, which is taking place next week. Round three, match one, is going to be Scarecrow against Parallax. Let me see. Do I have that set up here for me to read? Patreon. Any of you use Patreon, you know. Ah, there it is. Round three, match one, Scarecrow, Professor of Fear with a minor in chemistry, and then he's going up against Parallax, a being made of fear solidified with mind control and fear energy at his disposal. I'm super curious to see how you guys vote on that one. Um, And then we will have the following week, Batman against Mr. Fear. And then the week after that, we will be doing a finals round and then on to the episode where i tell you guys how i would have voted with everything and then uh on to a uh a new tournament so yeah so i do think i already have the next uh unbuckled tournament idea in mind i think i want to do uh your favorite live action batman i think that would be fun you know just randomize um all the live action batmans and i'm, I'm talking like i'll put in kevin conroy because he played batman in the crisis event i don't remember what the crisis event was actually called but on the cw he played live action batman but we're gonna only vote as his live action version not his voice acting batman because that would win hands down and not even be a fun tournament but um you know i want to get val kilmer um michael keaton uh christian bale reeves get all of those all of those compiled in there adam west and uh let you guys have it that one i think that'll be uh that'll be fun um, probably do a Spider-Man one down the line, but there's only been three live-action Spider-Mans. I'm trying to think if there was like a a live-action Spider-Man that was like an older show. Because remember, there used to be like a, a Hulk 
cart or uh, live action TV show and Wonder Woman and all that good stuff. But I don't think there was a Spider Man one. But regardless, uh, do do some tournaments like that. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, before we move on to the show, um, the reason why I'm rushing is uh, two fronts here. One, Mrs. Unbuckled and Bub are out getting their haircuts, and I'm trying to get all this done before they get home so that um, the rest of the weekend we can just have, you know, family time and I don't have to be up until late in the night doing the recording. So that's that's my uh, reasoning for being as quick as I can with this. And also I knew that I was going to have to take a minute here before we get into our review of Click Click Boom and thank you guys sincerely and deeply. Um, I am ending 2023 um, hitting over 1,000 downloads. On December 26th, I officially went over uh, 1,000 downloads for the uh, the history of this podcast. It has been going on for somewhere around 15 months. Uh, I believe we do have just under 50 episodes if you're counting the early days of the Unbuckled and Unscripteds and um, solicitation episodes that a lot of times did couple in a review. But uh, all the episodes that you find on Spotify without... Um, paying Patreon for, um, that is that I've, I've had a hundred, a thousand listeners over the last 15 months. And that's, that's insane. When I started this, uh, there was little to no expectation. The thought process was I would use this as a way to learn how to do a podcast. Um, and then maybe look at some other avenues or just, laugh at it and say, yeah, that was fun. The one time I tried that, um, and it failed miserably, but, um, I started off with a great community. Um, most of them, which are in the discord. Um, so my, my Cape Crusaders, my unbuckled brigade in there, uh, I, I can't thank you guys enough for your continued support. And, uh, just, it's, it's crazy to think that, um, a person, and people have listened to me uh, enough times that it amounted to a thousand, a thousand downloads. It, it's crazy, and I'm I'm humbled by this. And um, came out a pretty cool time too. Um, wrapping up the year with that, it's a great way to wrap up a year. the The holidays um, were were awesome. The, my my Christmas with with uh, Bub and my wife was great. We had a we had a fun time, and this is just. Um, I mean, obviously, the the family time that I have outpaces hitting a, a thousand downloads. Not that not that this and you guys aren't important, but um, Bub is also uh, fifteen months old. The so the podcast is actually probably only fourteen months. They 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 came they came to life about <laughs> about a month apart. Um, but the the Christmas with him and and having that dad moment on the first Christmas that he understood how to open up presents uh, was wild. It was so much fun, and then um, you know having this other little hobby of mine that due to the, um, due to you guys, due to the listeners and the feedback I get and the, the involvement that I have with it, uh, makes this not a hobby. It makes it a passion project. And this is something that I, I am passionate about doing, um, every week. I, I love reading comics, uh, whether there's a podcast or not, I would be reading comics, but, um, I am being pushed to read things that I would have never picked up before. As I'm saying these words, I'm looking at my shelf and I have a comic, uh, Something is Killing the Children, Volume 1. There is no way I would have ever read that before, but uh, one of the community members 
Uh, every time he posts, you know, his his comic book hauls, there's something's killing the children in there. And uh, the guy has not stirred me wrong yet, so I figured, why not? Um, I know horror is a big, big thing right now. I want to broaden my horizon for you guys, and also for myself, I enjoy it. And um, I think that I people have told me I, I'm trying not to trying not to brag or make the sound gloaty, um, but you know, I I do think there has been improvements to this show and I am you know making improvements sometimes small uh last week I felt like the stuff I recorded last week was pretty terrible I just couldn't get my words to flow right it was also Christmas Eve and I was you know had my mind on a hundred other things but um shouldn't be any excuse for dipping in quality but I uh the the people that I've met other creators and just the the connections that I've made throughout this process uh has been well worth it and having in return receive people listening not not just the fact that it's been a thousand downloads but just the fact that people are are taking time out of their day and listening to what i have to say and then enjoying it uh because believe me if if (laughs) you know people weren't enjoying it i i haven't heard anyone enjoy it i'm sure people listen to it and just turn it off um which if they listen to over 60 seconds that actually does count towards towards that 1000 download i believe um, but, uh, yeah, regardless, it, it's been a crazy ride and, and I, I really appreciate all of you and I hope that your 2023 was a great year and I hope that your 2024 will be a better year. And I know, um, as far as me and the Unbuckled Comics Inc., um, I am going to be, I, I got some big plans. Um, I don't want to spoil them, but I do have I do have some some bigger things that uh, some people have asked for on the schedule. Well, not on the schedule, but you know, tentatively, I'm gonna do some some pretty cool stuff this year, and um, we're just gonna keep plugging away. So, um, you know, thank you for a a fantastic 2023, and here's to a 2024 filled with a thousand more really bad jokes, some good laughs. And, uh, you know, just, just a thousand more comics to read through guys. Thank you so much. And, uh, enjoy the episode. All right. So this is like my third recording <laughs> I'm doing tonight. Um, it is about 11 o'clock, but I'm, I'm feeling decent. Just know that I'm, I'm going to start petering out here soon. So if I trip myself up a bunch, that's probably why, um, each month to give you a little bit of backstory, um, this, the, the comic we are talking about is click, click, boom. So each month I root through all the solicitations for the big six, uh, comic publishers and present a unbuckled pick of the month. Uh, click, click, boom was not only a winner of said prestigious award, but also I picked it up just so you know, when I give you an unbuckled pick of the month, I actually don't normally pick them up. Um, it's just like, I'm picking comics that I think pretty much anyone could enjoy, but I don't have the budget to pick up a comic that I think anyone would enjoy. So I'm, I'm pretty picky with what I grab and what I don't grab. Uh, but when 007 won an episode pull, um, the Brigaders claimed they wanted variety. So I thought Click Click Boom had a good chance at um, gaining us that variety that they were looking for. 
This uh, comic does come from Image Comics. Our writer is Doug Wagner. Uh, he has worked on Witchblade slash Red Sonja, uh, Legends of the Dark Knight, Batman Arkham Origins, Marvel Zombies, Black, White, and Blood. I, I think we recently talked about that in one of our solicitation episodes. And the, in, the artist is Douglas Dabbs. Uh, the only thing that was tagged onto his name was the ride, uh, Burning Desire, which uh, Douglas Wagner is also a writer of, so these two have had work together before. All right, So we open with our two main characters, um, Serena Briggs, a podcast journalist, a fellow podcaster, with a dream and a hunch about a big corporation and Sprout, a mute girl with combat abilities that would make Deathstroke proud. Oh, she also communicates with Polaroids, um, which was my big draw to this. I thought the idea of having a main character who was mute and then used a Polaroid camera and the pictures that she takes to communicate was, I thought that was just so genius. Um, After Big storms into Minerva, a company we know so little about, uh, some men follow her and it's young Scout, our mute girl, uh, to the rescue. There is a lot of guesswork here because Scout can't talk, but it allows for a full story without the main character's insight, which is unique. Um, I'm assuming Minerva kidnapped or killed her mentor, whoever it is. I mean, the first issue is so terribly vague. It's not bad, it's just so vague. I, I, wouldn't have really hooked me if I wasn't pulling it and thinking like, okay, this is the variety that we're looking for. It just wasn't enough. Um, Sprout as a character and her combat abilities though, pretty dope. Issue number two with more flashbacks, we learn Sprout's grandfather was a uh, war journalist, uh, grandfather and mentor by the way, uh, he was a war journalist in Vietnam. Uh, there are some strong moments here where we see some some really horrible PTSD that he goes through, um, locking himself in a room and drinking, or you know he's um, having like flashbacks and he kind of thinks Sprout is uh, an enemy, and it's it's actually pretty pretty tough to see. One of the things that I do absolutely love about the comic medium as a whole is its ability to take sensitive topics like this and bring them to light. Um, and in like any medium, it can be done a good way and a bad way. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. You could be making light of a situation jokingly. Um, this one does not. Um, you don't know right away that he is suffering from PTSD. There's kind of a lead into it. And once you realize it, you realize how horrible um, it actually is and um, kind of powerful, to be honest. Um, so uh, we, we see him, like I said, threaten, threaten her life because of his delusions. And then we also see him teach her how to, uh, quote unquote, survive war. And that's how she got so skilled at combat. As Scout and Miss Biggs are at Scout's little hideout, uh, hitmen, four of them make an attempt on the duo's lives and 
Sprout basically toys with them like a cat does with a mouse. And her traps are like uh, very Home Alone, you know, like buckets sitting on beams that swing down, smash into guys' faces, and sheets with bungee straps that like fling them out of the building. Um, goofy, but brutal in the same way. It's it's like a more, I mean, it's a comic book, so is it more realistic than Home Alone? The end results to these traps are definitely a little more realistic than Home Alone. Um, then we learn towards the end of the story that the head of this Minerva Corporation killed her grandfather or captured her grandfather, I'm not sure, and then Mrs. Biggs insists on visiting her judge friend who um the last panel we they they go to her mansion and walk in and see that she is brutally murdered so like at the end of issue number two knowing that there's only five issues total i was kind of hoping some for some more clarity on the plot but there really isn't any um this book focuses a ton on the action and I'm okay with that, but when I'm jumping into a new story with new characters that I know nothing about, I I actually feel more for Grandpa than I do the rest of them just because it's odd. I mean, Scout's very lovable, and you can tell that she's like doesn't have social skills. There's one part in issue one where she's walking down the street and some guy smacks her butt, you know, because he's, he's a degenerate. And... She takes a picture of them, and like they're all kind of confused, and then she walks away. And as she walks by someone else, she smacks someone else's butt, as if she thinks that that's like the social norm, which that kind of like naive innocence makes her a little lo more lovable, a little more charming. So it's not like she's a bad character by any means. It's just there's nothing really grabbing me two issues in and that's not good for a comic by issue number two you need to have your claws deep into a reader so sprout purposely went to the judge's house to draw out the hitmen um why two reasons one to kill two to send a message so the hitmen knew that because of the hitmen knew that miss biggs had this um connection with this judge and they kind of figured that that's where they would end up. So they go and kill the judge. And Sprout purposely went there um, as these hitmen were doing hitman things to this judge. So that she could, you know, basically destroy them. Um, and the whole time she's in this mansion, she is using Miss Biggs as a decoy for the hitmen. Um, like she's putting her in vulnerable open spot and the hitmen walk in and see her and like go to kill her and Sprout jumps out from the corner and just opens up a can of a, a whoop ass that Captain Insano would be proud of. Um, so and like like the, the crazy thing is is like Mrs. Biggs is never in any danger because Sprout is good. Like really really good. Um, and this isn't like there's a lot of violence and action, but it's not overly gory, so I like it. I like that part of it. Um, after leaving pictures behind of two men who um, I got no idea about, and a, uh, a warehouse, and the grandfather being killed by one of the, the two aforementioned men, um, Sprout sets her trap. So basically, the one pitcher has two guys, 
another pitcher has a warehouse and the third pitcher has one of those two guys standing over top of her grandfather with a gun. So I'm now assuming that he's dead. Um, so she sets up traps at this warehouse and she absolutely cleans house with the, the this hit team that goes after her. And she like gives Miss Biggs an X and hand Miss Biggs um, Sprout has a pet rabbit. She she hands her her pet rabbit and basically tells her in her own way, don't leave this X, right? This is where you're safe from all the booby traps, of course. Uh, but as the guns and explosions are going off, uh, Biggs flees with the rabbit and it causes a uh, fatal accident. Big realizes her, Biggs, sorry, realizes her mistake, but Sprout is... Uh, uh, she realizes her mistake, but it, it's it's you know too late, and Sprout is thrown into a deep, angry uh, grieve. In between the scenes of action, we get flashbacks of Sprout and her grandfather. Um, he apparently had some deal with his murderer's um, father, and he taught Sprout that family isn't just blood, and is. Um, if someone is ever taken away from her, you destroy those people and everything that they love. So, a, a little more backstory on what this grandfather is teaching her and a little more um, insight into why, in, in the next issue, issue four, Sprout kind of goes a little ballistic. Um because of the accident caused by Biggs's um, untrusting of her, which, again, only three issues in, and I still know nothing about the company. I know very little bit about her grandfather's dealing with said company. This is basically just high-octane um, action for high-octane action's sake. In issue number four, we get close to the end, um, so... There's more spoilery stuff to do, so I'm going to be as vague as possible to try and um, keep the ending as um, as much of a surprise for you guys if any of you ever do decide to read this. What I don't have to be vague about is uh, this chick is brutal, Sprout, and a tactical genius. With a whole hospital filled with gunmen, she did what Bruce Willis took two and a half hours to do in, in a hotel. Bruce Willis was in a hotel, but, but it, what she does is crazy. She cleared it of all of them using only hospital supplies. She also sends a number two guy in this uh, corporation that is still very un unknown to us. Um on a psychological nightmare of being hunted before she easily um, gets him. Uh, she, like, sends him and lures him into different parts of the hospital where she just has picture after picture of him standing over her grandfather. And this guy, like, does the cliche brute type thing where he's, like, puffing out his chest in the dark room and, uh, you know, men are afraid of me and... I'm the weapon, and, you know, that kind of thing. I actually don't know if those are any of the words, but you get what I'm saying. Like, 
basically like shouting that he's not afraid of a little girl and then she just absolutely embarrasses him before ending him um after we get another flashback and learn her grandfather was uh somehow in with this group and knew he would be killed one moment please um his last wish for her was to find family and protect them and and that's why um well that's what she plans to do so moving on to issue five again super super vague here um start off it, it has a happy ending but i do feel it comes at a cost i feel like the five issues can be done with focus um on one or two things but the sweet action aside there was sprout biggs the minerva backstory and sprout and her grandfather's relationship and at the end of this, only like two, maybe three of them get tied up here as far as like plot points as stories. I, I don't see a sequel possible. I mean, there always could be, but like, I don't see it. They didn't necessarily leave it. Well, no, they really didn't leave an opening for a sequel. Um... The, the concept of a mute heroine who communicates with Polaroids is awesome, but I really felt it was underused. Most of the time it was just a, like, like a picture of a location with an X on it. Um, and like, I just, I really wish it would have been more about Sprout and her Polaroid stuff. Like, yeah, she uses it and you see a lot of them. But that kind of felt like an afterthought almost. Well, no, I don't want to say an afterthought. It just felt underused. The art detail in this book is well thought upon. Um, at one point, we're looking at a bad guy sitting at his desk, and his reflection is on the blackened screen in a computer. And my attention was actually drawn to it. Like, it's in the background, but it's something you notice because as he's moving, his reflection's moving. And um, that's a lot of care and detail into a book like this. So I, I got I got high remarks for the the art that has gone into this. Um, and and the story really did start out interesting enough, but it felt incomplete by the end. Not the ending, but the overall plot. I like I still have questions. I have no by the end of this, you don't figure out what the deal with this Minerva company is. And I guess that's where the setup for the um, part two could be. Um, there's parts of it that are tied up, but just not enough. Um, it's fun and it is inventive with the idea of having a mute heroine, but they didn't fully commit to the odd idea. It felt like they were like, hey, let's tell people this is a story about um, a girl who uses Polaroids to communicate. Oh, and she's like the world's deadliest assassin in, in this world anyway. And then they were just kind of like, cool, now let's tell this completely separate story. And like, they use that as a hook to get you to read it, but they didn't like fully commit. Like, I feel like they wanted to tell this high octane action story, but almost like they used a gimmick to get you there. Like, I just, I wish, I wish more was done with the Polaroid communication bit. I mean, she's constantly snapping pictures and stuff, 
but the only one she really ever uses is the ones of locations and um like her grandfather so uh did i enjoy it yeah i enjoyed it i thought the action was good it was something different it was you know not my typical superhero comic it was closer to like a james bond type comic um like i said it it was good i don't i don't dislike it but as far as like what am i going to recommend it as that's where i really struggle because i enjoyed it so anything that i enjoy i don't want to say pass because i got enjoyment out of it so for me like that doesn't seem like why would you pass on it but it really 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 does feel flat and i and i hate i hate saying that because it was such an original idea and i want it to be good i want it to be better than what it is but it simply just wasn't there you know what i'm saying like unfortunately i would have a hard time recommending this to someone even if you're like hey i want to read a comic but i'm not really into the superhero stuff what could you recommend i could think of a couple different things that i would recommend before this so um unfortunately and i i truly truly mean that i hate giving comics that i like this but unfortunately um click click boom is a pass for me guys um if it's something you're interested in and you want to read it by all means go ahead and read it but um there's a lot of other stuff that i would rather spend um time and money on than this i i just if, if they come out with a sequel i probably will consider picking it up because i just i just want to see them fully commit to the ideas that they had I want to see that full commitment, and I think there's such great potential here with this, these two characters of uh, Serena Briggs and uh, Sprout. I, there's so much potential in this comic, but they just didn't get it done in these five issues. So um, that is going to do this for this uh, quick little review of Click Click Boom. And in case you're wondering, it's spelled with a K, not C. It's it's K Click. Um, so, um, my uh, official rating for Click Click Boom is going to be pass. Until next week, guys, get out there and save the world, you bunch of heroes. My little passion project turned into an incredible experience, uh, mainly thanks to my Cape Crusaders who have had my back since the beginning. So, shout out to you guys. Storm Beagle, Sergeant Pickle, Jared, Big Kids 782, Because 19, Fallen Snow Kiku, Randy Barrage, Captain Alcatraz, and Captain N. You guys are the real heroes.